what do you think it's going to take for someone to beat Matt Fraser at the Classic Games? So we know that you know, he's, he's won two in a row now, big favourite coming in, and I know the conversation has been, okay, if someone like a Fraser or a Fikowski could be consistent enough and then just hope that he drops yes. off for one event yeah. and then kind of get a jump on him, is that the only way that someone's going to win, do you reckon? Welcome to the CrossFit by Design podcast. We're back for part two of a conversation about the upcoming CrossFit Games with Mrs. Kath Wallace. Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> Miss Kath Wallace. Miss Kath Wallace. How are you? Good, thanks, Tom. How are you today? Very good. Very good. So, um, last week we were talking about some of the athletes who mm-hmm. are, are going to the Games and sort of have a potential to be top five. Um, because typically, unless you're cracking the top ten, I think a lot of athletes just go under the radar. You don't hear of yeah, them. So definitely. Uh, there's normally some perennial uh, top contenders for the for the podium. So um, we've talked about them. When when you get to the games, when you're watching the CrossFit Games, um, which is obviously exciting, and a lot of people enjoy watching the CrossFit Games, um, we we kind of we get to see uh, into the lives of the athletes, and this is a, this is true with you know any kind of sports event. But I think CrossFit they do a really good job of. Um, the, their media team in terms of they give you a lot of coverage and they give you a lot of exposure to the athletes and behind the scenes yeah, and so you do, sure. you do kind of get to know the athletes and that's what kind of makes it different is you feel like you're part of the athlete's yeah. journey and you do get to see a side of them which you may not see in other sports. Um, so that being said because it is such a snapshot where you see their, their Instagram page, you see their social media, you see their interviews on the CrossFit Games, you kind of get a, a caricature image of what they're like and what that person's like. Um, do you think that's a good thing or does it, how do you think that affects how we view people? Because it's easy to kind of view people as, oh, they're like this, but that's yeah. just the way they interview. Yeah. What do you reckon? I think it's a good thing. Um, and I don't think there's any athlete that is presented in a negative way. I mean, mm. there's no one that they sort of, because yeah. you would know that you can manipulate stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, there's no one that they target. I don't think at all um, mm. all the athletes come across as likeable and yep. it's interesting and as you say it's like really awesome to actually feel like you get to know what they're like and yes. just even their yep. feelings before and after yep. events and I think because we're CrossFitters ourselves like you know the feeling before a workout when you're anxious or yes. excited or whatever and they're just going through the same thing the same but on a thing. much larger yep. yeah. scary yep. scale I guess. There seems to be sort of two different athletes you've got some athletes who they're completely open and they don't have any issues, um, you know, talking about what they're going through and, and how they're feeling. And then other athletes are kind of just, you know, game face yeah. on, you know, I'll just focus on the next event, the next kind of thing. Do you think that changes people's perception of who they are? It probably does and it probably shouldn't because I can understand, especially before an event, if they're not wanting to talk yeah. to whoever because they've got their plan in their mind and they're thinking about what's ahead. Yes. Um, so I think that's totally understandable. I mm. suppose if afterwards though, when everything's finished mm. I mean I think a particular athlete that I'm thinking of is probably thinking of the next event though so yes. he doesn't want to be talking to yes. the media um, yep. and I suppose that's fair enough yeah do you think do you think the athletes have a responsibility though to the fans to, to an extent to, definitely to sort of reveal something about themselves to yep. a certain extent and I think like after um, the regional events for example well they should know if they're going to win their heat, then they're going to get an interview if they're yeah. in the third or the fourth heat. And I yep. think, yeah, they should be expecting that and prepared for that. And mm. they all seem like they're willing to do that anyway. Like yep. no one's ever said no, and they probably could, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, 
because there's so much social media um, exposure now, you know, everyone's on social media, they're giving their updates and sort of sharing their heart in a way um, that's very, not, not manipulated, but you're able to control the persona you present yeah, in your social sure. media. Do you think that uh, has, you know, not mental, not detrimental health benefits, but do you think that there's a mental health aspect there that's potentially um, disruptive or damaging? If you're an athlete and you're constantly trying to keep up to date and yeah, present sure. an image, do you think that can well, weigh people down? Yeah, definitely it would. And I mean, if you've got, even if they're putting up positive posts, they're going to have their haters that are going to be yep. commenting on their mm. pictures and I, well, for Instagram. And I know a lot of the athletes say that they do actually read all the comments. So mm. I know personally, if I was getting attacked for things, I'd be, I'd probably deactivate my account. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Don't be a hater, people. That's right. <laughs> Don't be a hater. Only nice things. Only nice things. Um, okay. So speaking of interviews, uh, well, who, who do you, and you and I have talked a lot about some of the athletes who we like and who are our favourites. Yeah. And often they're for reasons that just don't make any sense. Mm. But we do like it when an athlete opens up in an interview. So who are some athletes who, uh, who do really good interviews and they just tend to be really open yep. and, um, and, and nice in that way? So someone um, that probably has totally changed my mind about them by the interview. So Brent yep. Fikowski, I didn't used to love him for yep. whatever reason. No, it was just he didn't do anything. I just <laughs> took a dislike to him. Um, yep. But then as he was winning more and more events at regionals and then he's won a few at the games now, yep. he just seems like he's really funny and I like that he can make fun of himself as he's well. He's got a very cool sense of humour. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's someone that I think interviews quite well. So mm. I really like him now. He's one of my favourite athletes where I would have put him on my yeah. not top athletes I, I think as, as CrossFitters we're constantly, oh, you know, what's the strategy you're using? What are you feeling like? And he kind of, he opens up about, oh, you know, I tried this and here's my strategy. Yeah. Opening up rather than being so closed of, yes. no, I just I stayed in my lane. Yes, that's like, right. I, I just went hard. Yeah. So. And him in particular, I mean, he's known as the professor. So yes. he obviously really thinks about what he's doing. Which is funny because Patrick Vellner is actually the one trained to be a doctor. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> and he's, he, he's an accountant yeah. or something, isn't he? Yeah. Fikowski. Fikowski is an accountant. So yeah. It's funny. Uh, who else? Who else? Do you like the interviews well? Um, so someone that I thought interviewed really well at the Pacific Regional was um, Dean Linda Layton. Okay. So. Um, I, I think it was probably the first interview I'd seen with him, but it was after he won yeah. whichever event he won. And just the fact that he was so happy about it and mm. proud and it was just really nice to see yep. like just genuine happiness for yep. winning. Um, yep. so and we, we've talked about humility on this podcast before, but you can kind of, you can tell when that comes across. If an athlete is truly humble, I'm like, wait, I'm just so yeah. grateful to be here. Which he I'm was. I'm just trying my best yep. uh, and they're not... They, they don't sh you know, bring across this ego. And yes. I'm sure being a top athlete, there's some aspect of an ego that's always there. But I think when you present yourself in a way that's you know, showing humility, especially when you've got so many people watching, I think yes. that, that presents a good example, especially yeah. to younger people who are watching. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think um, Tia interviews quite well yes. too. Like she's very like very open, and just open, honest. Just, she just seems really like a nice person. Yeah. 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 Um, what about what about Sean Sweeney? Now we saw oh, we, sh we yep. saw Sean Sweeney yep. qualify again for the yep. games with the cowboy hat. He he seemed to really open up and yep. was just sort of laid it all on the line, laughing and making you know making jokes, which you know might fly in the face of some of the other athletes <laughs> yep. at the games. But what do you think about his? He was his great. So um, like we've sort of talked about in the past, just his interview and the way he was mm. um, made us both really notice him and like yep. him a lot. And I now follow him on Instagram. Yep. Something else that I loved about him was he had. Um, with the pistol event, like the judge made a mistake and yep. called him back, and then in his in his interview, he made sure to say, you know, that wasn't the judge's fault. And whereas mm. a lot of other athletes possibly mm. might have blamed the other person, but he took total ownership and <laughs> time. Um, 
yeah, I really liked that about him. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because it's easy, as we talked about Camille last week, it's easy to get caught up on you know, a no rep. Yes. Or if a judge calls you on something and something doesn't go your way, it's so easy to just throw everything out the window. But in reality, you can't control that. So yep. you've just almost got to, okay, take a deep breath, have a laugh at yourself and, and move on. Yep. And he really seemed to do that. Like you could just see mentally yep. that he's like, right, that's done. Nothing I could do about it next. And then he ended up winning his region. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of winning the region, when we look at the cross-regional comparison, <laughs> and this is something that uh, I know uh, Seven for uh, Savan at uh, CrossFit.com has talked about a bit in the sense that the South Regional seems to be substantially weaker in terms yep. of the athletes it's bringing to the games than a lot of the other regions. For sure. We talked about Travis Mayer finished sixth. Or seventh. Yes, sixth in his sixth region. Sixth in the region, in the, yeah. in the uh, Atlantic regional, finished 18th across all regionals, and yet Sean Sweeney, who won the South regional, came 52nd. Yeah. So, do you think that that should come into play at some point in the future? I think so, and I mean, as we've also spoke about in the past, they're obviously trying to fix that because they changed the regions around yes. this year to eliminate like the California region. Mm. Um, I don't know what they can really do though, mm. yeah beyond mm. yeah I'm not sure would it be worth only sending four from the south and say giving I suppose, yeah, you know they could do that but then give another one to the central but you regions know, are going to change aren't exactly they? people are going to so, move what, what if yeah. three people from the central all of a sudden move to the south yes. and now all of a sudden you've got yeah that's top right guys. now they're there so yeah. I don't know unless there's some way of doing it overall and then the top 40 go yeah. but then I don't know they, and I'm sure after because there's been a bit of an uproar on social media about Travis finishing 18th and not going. Yep. Dave Castro would be very aware because yes. he's been tagged in a whole lot of stuff to do mm. with this. I'm sure they're trying to think of something yeah. to fix the problem yep. somehow. Because you know, if you've got an athlete who could potentially finish top 10 at the games, which I mean, I, I think Travis has the potential yeah. to, um, then you, know, you want them at the games because you want exactly the fittest. Right. You, the claim is that we're testing the fittest through open to regionals to the games. We're, test, we're bringing the fittest athletes and they say, you know, they make a big deal about, you know, you can be sure that the CrossFit Games athletes are the fittest yes. and then we're going to find the fittest. And I think you'll still find the fittest, but when you think about top 10 and, yeah. and that kind of thing, so it's, it's challenging. Um, speaking about the Games in particular, what are some of the aspects, if people are going to be watching the CrossFit Games, what are some things to look for that you like, certainly like, because we've got a new venue, it's at Madison now, instead of at, uh, at, in California. What are some of the aspects of the CrossFit Games that's really fun to watch and that we've seen in the past? Um, well, I watch every single second of it so <laughs> but I realized like some of the events like probably the bike event last year was could be a little bit boring to watch because mm. it was not really boring but you know yeah. um longer and then the swim is hard as well because you don't know who's where yeah so the yes, events, there's a whole group yeah, of people exactly. out there somewhere yeah um the events that are in what do they call it in the Coliseum the Coliseum yeah. there you go are always very exciting because yeah. it's what we're used to traditionally mm. at regions I guess with your lanes and you know yes. who's yeah where yeah um, yeah, so do you think that um, do you think that there's any difference now that they're swimming in the lake as opposed to the ocean? Do you reckon that has an effect? Um, well, I would think from my experience that swimming in the ocean would have been harder, but mm. then I don't know, it's still like the lake didn't seem easy yep. by any means and there was lots of comments afterwards um, about how, you know, it was still quite yep. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I heard some, some of the athletes they were feeling sick because they, yeah, they the inhaled some of the, yeah. the lake, dirty lake water. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so that would not be That'd fun. Be but I mean, I suppose you'd get that with seawater as well. You yep. wouldn't really want to be swallowing mm. a whole lot of that. Yeah. So, um, 
finishing up, what do you think it's going to take? What do you think it's going to take for someone to beat Matt Fraser at the CrossFit Games? So we know that you know he's he's won two in a row now, big favourite coming in, and I know the conversation has been okay if someone like a Fraser or a Fakowski could be consistent enough and then just hope that he drops yes. off for one event yeah. and then kind of get a jump on him. Is that the only way that someone's going to win? Do you reckon? I think so because I mean he doesn't unless he bombs at mm. one event, which yep. doesn't really seem likely because he mm. doesn't have. Weaknesses, many weaknesses, yeah. Other than that, yeah. Um, the air assault runner or whatever <laughs> it's called, and I'm sure he's been running on that ever since yeah. region. So probably, it's probably, probably not a weakness probably anymore. Probably bought one and, and yeah. just did like a 24-hour AMRAP <laughs> of hitting the stupid thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that really is the only way. Someone else needs to be really, really, really consistent the whole yeah. way across yeah. as well. All right. So who's your pick for if your prediction one, two, three for the women's side? Who's going to be podium in order? What's your prediction? Okay, um, so I will go with Tia, number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Catherine will be number two. Mm. And a little bit of my heart here, Sarah, number three. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I reckon... <sighs> I just think... I think Catherine looks super, super dangerous. Um, I think there are still some holes in Tia's game. Um, I know Catherine has a weakness with heavy cleans. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, potentially, um, potentially some of the. I mean, and there's some other sort of uh, specific, um, cr- you know, workouts, kind of workouts that Catherine has a little bit of a slip back in um, that could cost her. Um, whereas I know Tia's got also got some holes. You know, Tia's got things like uh, handstand walking, which she's um, been working she's on. Been working I don't on know that. If that's a weakness anymore. Uh, you know, and there's some. Um, with Tia, particularly some uh, heavy weight, high rep movements. I mean, she's good at Olympic lifting in the single reps, but I think some yep. of the the high rep, fairly heavy weight barbell movement, say like Cara Webb is good at, yes. Sarah and Katrin are yep. good at. So there's definitely some, as opposed to Matt Fraser, where it seems like there's v- yeah, very very no few holes. holes. Katrin and Tia both have a couple of uh, sort of holes in the game yep. they're still working on. And that being said, I think Katrin, even though she lost last year, I still think she's a step ahead of Tia in that sense. So I'd say Katrin. I think Katrin will probably win it. And I honestly think that when it comes to the games, I think Kara, if she can get it all together, I think she has got enough potential that she could finish second. I think Tia third. Yeah, okay. Which is crazy to think, you know, Sarah and Annie might make the podium. Um, Yeah, so I think that'll be the order, so. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on, Kath. No worries at all. Thanks for having I've been, me. I've enjoyed this, and um, hopefully next year we can we can see some of our more favourite athletes. Back like in there again. Lucas Parker. Lucas Parker, <laughs> Lucero, Dan Bailey. Maybe they can make a comeback. Um, so thank you for coming on. No worries at all. And I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> there we go.